Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Uh, and I'm Ty Turley, coming to you our first episode recorded in 2021. Yeah, we've had a movie-filled holiday break and are ready to talk about some of those and put these out, you know, mid-January, February, who knows? <laughs> Just in time for Oscar season? Uh, yeah. Uh, but And this... Yeah, they're doing the Oscars in April this year, which is pretty odd. Yeah, I heard that. So you so you have plenty of time to edit. Perfect. That's uh, good. This is what we're talking about, News of the World with Tom Hanks. But before we get to that, we're going to give our pick for favorite sort of post-Civil War movie. Ty, what do you got? I The first movie that came to my mind was Dances with Wolves. That, that looks so sense. good. So good. But I haven't watched it in 20 years, 30 years. I think it's kind of cheating to say um, hostiles, <laughs> but it's a post-war. But the one that I went to or I thought of was uh, the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Okay, <laughs> he's a Civil War veteran. Yeah, yeah, he is. And why was he in Japan? He got recruited to go train the troops. Okay, sure. <laughs> I guess all, all movies set after 1865 are post-Civil War movies. So yeah. we, messed, we messed up. Could have done anything. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. No. Could have done anything. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> my, my favorite post-Civil War movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's talk about News of the World. What were you expecting going into News of the World, Ty? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I I feel like uh oh, well, I think Tom Hanks has had a few boring movies in a row now, so I think I had low expectations and that it was gonna be kinda boring. Uh I mean I know it was by um Paul Greengrass, right? Yeah. So uh I I don't know. I guess that gave me a little bit of hope, but it looked like kind of a cheesy sentimental movie. So my yeah, that's what I was expecting. Not the born supremacy in 1700, 1870s Texas. No, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> Why? What were I you expecting? I, yeah, I guess I thought it was going to be more about him, like someone, the life of spreading the news and less about the return of the girl to her family. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we saw him read the news a few times and how the girl fit into that, but I thought it was going to be sort of more of that kind of celebration of not really a journalist, but sort of, I don't know, a news reader or that kind of experience. Well, don't you think it still celebrates this idea of, you know, if you're informed, you'll be better citizens. You'll take ownership of your public life, your civic life. And the world needs people that are well-informed. I I think especially in that sort of um, the camp where they're harvesting buffalo fur, that, that idea comes out a lot where it's just like, yes, you should be aware of what's happening outside of, outside of your little bubble in the world. And having that knowledge might make you change how you are, become a better person. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was it, it. It doesn't exactly show him reading the news a lot, but I think that theme of why you would want someone reading the news came through very, very strongly. I think I, I was just kind of surprised because he he meets the he finds the girl but then he does have several run-ins with soldiers and 
they just were so uninterested in helping that girl out. Like, especially the one he goes and talks to in the, in like the tent. And it's just like, not my problem. Move along. It just seems wild to me that one of those people wouldn't have taken this girl from him. So you, are you saying that it seems unrealistic? Like you don't believe it or are you, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Why, why wouldn't that captain of the union soldiers be like, okay, she can stay with us till the Indian affairs guy comes back. Cause he's got 99 problems and that girl ain't one of them, man. Oh my god! Like he's got such, he's got a, such a big workload and such a mess to clean up. And like, he can't worry about every little girl. I mean, they, you know, they hired a, a, a black man to, apparently to take her. Cause that's who was um, driving the wagon that got ambushed yeah. and he's lynched. And so, I mean, this is not like a high priority army job. Okay. I, it just felt very forced. Like I know the point of the movie is to keep Tom Hanks and this girl together, but that was a situation that didn't seem so realistic to me. I feel like he could have, I think, I guess I was surprised the the captain or whatever didn't say, we'll pay you $10 to take her home or whatever. Cause they have resources. That seems like, a, that seems to me like they were paying someone else to do it. Okay. We'll pay you. We can't do it. Um, well, and that would have been an incentive and a reason to go. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you can tell also from the very beginning that he's got this convenient need to go back to San Antonio, which is same road, whatever. Right. Yeah. They do hint at his hint at his past for sure. It's all, it's all very convenient. Well, I was just thinking like now it would take four hours to get from San Antonio to Dallas. And for him, it's like two weeks or something. Just how awful that would be. I would not do well in a covered wagon (laughs) transportation situation. It's a hard road. It's a hard road. Uh, I loved, uh, I I love the, uh, the guy that the, I don't know. He's like a young man who they pick up in the mining in the, sorry, in the Buffalo town who kills, ends up killing, um, the guy. The main yeah. guy and how happy he is. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> but kind of a simpleton, right? For sure. Well, he'd been hoodwinked. It, yeah, I mean, he'd been kind of brainwashed, I'd say. Thinking that the yeah. guy that killed his brother wasn't that bad, but really, he should have been. I mean, he, he learns. He's not so simple that he doesn't learn. Yeah. Do you think that guy is... Totally an allegory for Trump. I think it's pretty strongly suggested that, yes, he stands in for Trump. For me, that was very the, the very obvious undertone of the, of the film. Yeah, I think so, too. No. I mean, it, I, I, it just goes to, yeah, it's so many things are parallel to Trump. The What kind of news he wants, how he wants to control the news, how he doesn't believe things or wants to ignore things that aren't in his favor. And then also just this idea that I think the Trump hurts his very supporters or yeah, he doesn't just like that guy killed the brother of, of the kid, but yet the kid still adored him and, and followed him. I feel like Trump, you know, does enacts policies that hurt the rural whites, you know, left COVID unchecked. So it hurt the rural whites and yet they still loved him and supported him. Yeah. I think, I think there's that sort of parallel there for sure. Well, I think this movie also was interesting because there's not really a kind of central 
bad guy. It's more of a series of encounters and like conflicts they have to overcome. I mean, and maybe the kind of main antagonist is just the, the journey, the road. No, it's it, the main antagonist is uh captain's uh, desire to be alone. He's got to fight that. He's got to open up his heart again <laughs> after losing his wife. I'm serious. That's the main, that is the main antagonist. His, his broken, closed-off heart. Has to overcome that, huh? Has to get back to San Antonio, face the what happened with his wife, and then has to realize that he needs the girl. Okay, okay. Uh, did you think the first confrontation with those uh, creepy guys was effective? Like, to have them kind of scrambling in the hills and circling each other and, you know these guys weren't perfect shots with their guns. I mean, there's a lot of just like sort of missed, you know, missed shots. And I think maybe more realistic that way. I never know how realistic it is when everyone in movies misses shots. I mean, the, the protagonist always gets their shots and the, and the antagonists the never, end. never do. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, that was, I think that was a pretty effective scene. I think that had shades of, um, I could see the born ultimatum in that or sorry, not the born ultimatum, but, um, the suspense. Oh. Yeah. The just sort of building that tension, you mean? Yeah, building the tension, having you're 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 never confused about what's going on, which is hard to do in the in an action sequ- sequence where they're scrambling up a mountain and that's like yeah, it's not easy to do that. And it's good it's a great scene, I think, because it's character revealing too about the little girl. I mean that's what you want. You want action sequences that also reveal character. Yeah, she's in like Inquisitive, intuitive, smart, figures something out. Yeah. I thought she was awesome. I thought she was a great actor. I think it would be really hard to, I don't know, have to be so physical in your portrayal or like, I mean, I guess she gets to say words, but usually it's the, you know, Native American language and she's not really communicating that way. So she has to just convey so much through her physical presence. Mm hmm. Yeah. She's a little German. She's German. Did you know that? Uh, Makes sense. 12 year old from Germany known for being intense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I probably think she needs a psychologist, but it's fine. (laughs) Right. I read an article about how her mom wanted to be an actor so that she could. uh, So she's like, so that her intensity would be a good thing instead of an annoying thing in their family. That's a smart mom. Yeah. She was nominated, I guess, for... She played a, a, I think, an abused little girl in a very dark movie that was Germany's um, Oscar... Um, not um, not a nominee, but... Submission. Submission a couple of years ago. How did you feel about Tom Hanks's acting and his portrayal? It was fine. I don't know. I just... I don't know what's happened to Tom Hanks and me. I just feel like he's very bland all the time. It's not, it's not bad. It's just like... Like I, I, I could, I, I could imagine more intensity from him. Yeah, he did stay pretty even keeled, and like he was the calming presence in any of those conflicts. Yeah, but doesn't he look like a little too chubby too for that? Like a guy who lives on the road like that, barely surviving, getting getting dime donations. <laughs> it, yeah, he doesn't totally fit in that world. But I don't know. He was a captain, maybe. Kind of had a lived a hard life after the war when his wife was passed before he found 
the calling of reading the news. I'm trying to think of a better actor that I would have rather seen there. I know what you're going to say, Matt Damon. No way. <laughs> Maybe Guy Pierce. He's got he's wiry. Johnny Depp. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know who are you picking. Who are you putting in there? What about um? Oh no, I can't remember his name, but he's uh from. Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on everything. He won an Oscar for the drum movie. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Well, I could see that he's an older guy. I'd get I'd get more that he doesn't care about the kid at the beginning. <laughs> he, he he can play that cold hard front. Yeah, Tom Hanks is like a teddy bear. You, you know he cares about the kid. Well, he's also. I mean, this is supposed to take place like five years after the Civil War, but he's like sixty, right? I mean, he's yeah, old. He's, he's too old. He's too old for this too. Yeah, his wife looked real young. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, anything else you liked or disliked about this movie we haven't hit on yet? Um, I mean, it does make you appreciate how far our society has come. We have news all the time now, and anyone can read it. <laughs> if only they would. If only they would. Also, I mean, they call it news of the world. It's about reading the news, obviously, but it's often framed as stories, right? Like, Oh, yeah, he's picking the stuff to highlight. He's picking the stuff to highlight... Uh, at least at the at the um, Buffalo uh, camp, he basically says it in his own words, like re recasts it in a, as a story, and then you know he says later like she really loves stories when he's dropping off the girl with her aunt and uncle, and this idea of story, 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 which I I like. I mean, maybe because I'm interested in film, you know. So like, I think stories can be very powerful. It's just it just raises all these interesting questions of what story do you tell. How close do you stick to the truth? Who believes you? And what stories do you listen to? Kind of getting back to the earlier stuff we were saying. Oh, yeah. This is the birth of stand-up, basically. Hmm. In America. (laughs) That might be true, actually. Who knows? These performers going around telling stories and start embellishing. I don't know. The last one he told is definitely a joke, though. So, let's say, for sure. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's trying to do jokes and then becoming more theatrical with the sound effects. I mean, we we didn't mention this, but I also think a lot of the sort of the the vistas and the shots, while it is slow, it is very pretty. I mean, they I think they shoot well along their journey. Yeah, I mean that's the natural appeal of western, right? You got to shoot those vistas. People are always going to like that. Okay, Ty, what are you rating News of the World out of five? You know, I should have prepared for this moment. I'm always torn. We can't do point fives, huh? Still no. Still 2021, no. <laughs> we don't have that technology yet. Gosh. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a four. Would you have done, were you wanting to do a 3.5 or a 4.5? 3.5. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to give it a three. So we'll, we'll average a 3.5 for this one. All right, good. Then I feel okay. Yeah. Uh, I, we'll talk. Oh, anyway, it's not the best movie, but it wasn't annoying at any point, which in some ways is a win in and of itself. I I guess I think it was slow and I didn't like some of the conflict felt more forced. I think especially with the three guys going up to the, you know, following them. And yeah, I guess I just thought, OK, it kind of it moved kind of weird for me. All right. Dang it. I should have given it a three. 
It's too late uh, now, right? <laughs> well, I, well, we haven't hit stop recording yet, so <laughs> your hand is still on the piece, I guess. No, it's okay. I'll stick with it. Okay. Now, now everyone will know Ty gave this movie a four. Uh, what else do you have to recommend for our listeners? Well, I guess this is sort of an anti-recommendation, but like, don't watch the college football final. It's Ohio State versus Alabama, like, gross. Who cares? Can they both lose? Huh. Okay. Well, you didn't like watching Clemson get just destroyed. No, I didn't like watching Clemson just get destroyed. I love Clemson, and I hate Ohio State. Oh, but Clemson's been so cocky. They've been good. They're like, Ohio State doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Oh, but did Ohio State deserve to be in the playoffs? Were they a better team? We don't know. Yes. We, we'll never we, know. What do you it, mean we do know? <laughs> no, we don't know if Texas A&M and Cincinnati would have both beaten both of them, too. Oh, Ty. We don't know. We don't know. Okay, we don't know, but I feel... Uh, comfortable. I think My recommendation. I'll I, anti your anti recommendation. Watch it. It's going to be a good game. What? I like Dabo Sweeney being cocky like that. I think that's awesome. That's fine. I don't know. It was, thought, a, it was a crazy blowout. I the game, yeah, they, I thought it was amazing to see those deep touchdown passes. And I mean, they were just throwing it all over the field. They had some great throws. You're right. And good runs. I mean, they. <laughs> Yeah, they also ran it well. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Scored a lot of points. I was there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. Get, Get ready to ramp up for 2021 TBR. Bye. Bye.